0: Welcome to Write to Publish, your go-to podcast for all things writing and publishing. I'm Karen Stanley, a 14 times published author and the founder of Mabel and Stanley Publishing. Join me as I share a multitude of tips and insights drawn from my own writing and publishing journey. We'll be hearing from some inspirational authors too, who will share their writing experiences and top tips for success. Each week we'll learn about an aspect of writing, from composition to genre and from publishing to marketing. Listen in as we learn and chat about all things writing and publishing and let's get you on the right path. Hello and welcome again to Write to Publish. Lovely to feel your, your presence, I can't see you, but lovely to feel you here with me um, listening in. So. This podcast, I am recording this in the evening, but you may be listening to this wherever you are at whatever time of day. Um, This podcast is fairly short, um, but it's kind of talking about finding a title for your novel. This can be something that people find either really, really easy or really, really hard. Sometimes the title will come to you in a flash. Sometimes you'll take weeks and and you might even be part way through your novel before you even settle on a title. For me, the title has to come first. And I'm not particularly unique and I'm not particularly uh, different or special for that. And there might be other people who say, no, do you know what? I have to write the whole book before I even get a sniff of the title. But for me, the title is kind of like the umbrella that everything falls under and it frames everything for me. Um In fact, so much so that if I don't have a title when I start writing my book, I feel like I can't get going. And I've done that before. Um, I can't remember which book it was. I think it might have been one of the dog and duck episodes, but I didn't get a title until partway through and my writing was really sticky. I kept stumbling. I couldn't quite get the story to form. Sounds mad. And then I got I had a bit of a working title, wasn't really all that keen on it kept kind of going back and forth back and forth I don't know I don't know it's not really working and about halfway through the book I'm pretty sure it was summertime blues actually halfway through the book I the the title suddenly came to me I thought ah that's it and from then on the story felt like it flowed it's like I'd almost given myself permission to start the story sounds bonkers I know and when I've got a title Feel like the story writes itself almost obviously there will be bits in the middle and bits in between where I get a bit stuck or I've got to kind of go back to the drawing board look at my plan think about you know how I'm going to develop my characters or how I'm going to develop events that are happening or maybe my story's got a little bit static and I've got to put in something exciting to sort of juice things up a little bit but definitely for me if I've got a title I've usually got a story Mainly because I think when I'm thinking of stories, the title comes first and the story comes from that. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Please do write in. You can find me, Mabel and Stanley at Outlook.com, or you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Mabel and Stanley Publishing. I'd love to know what you think about. what. What's your method? I mean, do you have to have the title first? Do you start with a working title? Does the title not come until you've put the very last dot at the end of your writing and you've written the end or does it come somewhere in between I'd love to know that I'd love to um, find out what uh, what your kind of particular working method is because we're all so different every writing journey is completely different so the other thing that remains for us to do in this little episode on title generation is to talk about how you might get yourself a title if you're stuck or if you um, are struggling to kind of get something get something going and get something worked out. I did a little post about this on Instagram and gave you some tips, but let's go through those tips in a little bit more detail. Perhaps one of the easiest things to do is to look at a bird's eye view of your book, if you like, and look at the plot overview. That's a really good way to brainstorm a title. Look at what the, what's the main thing that's happening in your book. And obvious things, for example, I don't know, you think about um horror movies, you know, you've got the shining and you've got it, you know, it is the clown, isn't he? Um if you've got what's the one I can't even remember the one. Oh, the candyman. And he's a, a main character, isn't he? So but it's lots of stories will use a main theme or key event from that storyline. But hints at that storyline, obviously you don't want to give it away. Or maybe you do. Maybe you do. Maybe you've got to be ironic and, you know, the hero always dies or something. That would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? And that's the actual title of your novel. I mean, there are a million titles out there, but looking at key themes or key events in your story and just have a bit of a brainstorm, maybe on post-it notes, put down all of the key events that have happened in your story. And then once you've got those on a, on a board or on some sort of work, surface or wherever you like to pin them up or wallpaper your spare bedroom or your writing room with them and maybe what that will start to jog your memory about what you could or kind of inspire you or give you some sort of inspiration or motivation and create get the creative juices flowing so a good way is to brainstorm all of the key events or key themes or some of those most poignant themes in your book that will um hopefully give you some kind of inspiration for a title the other thing you can do similarly is with characters you know have you got a main character Or have you got a lesser character who starts off in your story and he's very kind of or he or she is very kind of insignificant, doesn't have much to do it and maybe comes to the fore later in the book. So you could use um, a character title, a character name rather as your title, a key character or your most wicked character or your nicest character or your uh, guardian angel, your saviour in your story, your protagonist, your antagonist. The character names are really good. Um, if you're going for something a bit more light-hearted, I quite love the um, type of titles that are, what, what was it? Oh, I read a book once called Nobody Ever Has Sex on a Tuesday. Thought That was a great title for a book. It was a bit of a rom-com and it was about this couple whose relationship was going through a few difficulties and they were at the point where they were sort of, will they, won't they? Are they going to stay together? Are they going to split up? And it was the slow decline of their relationship as they, I can't even remember what happened. It's so long ago, but I did, definitely remember the title which is means that it was a memorable title and part of the decline in their relationship was the fact that they had stopped sleeping together so regularly the lust had gone if you like and at one point they were having an argument or at one point they they said something about their relationship and the girl had said well nobody ever has sex on a Tuesday and that was the, but it was only a tiny part of the book actually it was a tiny part of the story but it made for a really jaunty really catchy title and I loved that So you might pick out a key, something that happens and it can be something really insignificant or something that a character says or, you know, something that the character's feeling. For example, last chance at the um, Sunshine Moon Hotel. So maybe they've gone there for a blind date and that's really uh, how they're feeling at that time. It may be something to do with their fear, their emotion, their excitement their trepidation, their anxiety, their worry, all of those kinds of things can give you rise to some great titles something that happened in the story, something that's very descriptive. Like my books, I, I love a descriptive title. So my first, the first novel I ever wrote was The One-Legged Lady from Balmoral Road. And the sequel to that was the tattooed bloke in the flat next door. And I actually did have someone say to me, what's it about? And I said, I don't think I can be much more explicit than the title. <laughs> so it's about a tattooed man in a flat who lives next door to the main character. Um, but it does imply a certain, It conjures up a bit of imagery about that character and it turns out he turns out to be a, a nightmare neighbour so there's lots of ways that you can generate titles but I think the thing to do is just be really creative and jot down as much as you possibly can because what you'll sometimes get is you'll sometimes get a title that you l- like something that's a bit in between but then you put those two together and you might create something that's really great using half and half so As with anything, with brainstorming, just free write. Just let the titles come, let the ideas come, let the themes come, let the character names come, let the events in the story come. And 90% of it will be rubbish and you'll throw it in the bin. But there might be something that you throw in the bin that a bit later on you get a little flash of inspiration, you think, do you know what? That would work if I put it with that or it would work if I kind of tried uh, to rejig it a slightly different way. So there's lots of things you can use. There are other things that you can use to help yourself, like um, there is a program called titlegenerator.com. I have to say it's useful, it's helpful. I've never actually used a title that it generated because it's very difficult to give it prompt enough to get your kind of vibe your, um, the way you write your writer's voice. So a lot of what it turns out a very kind of what I would call almost a little bit dull, you know, one day at one day at the hotel or something like that. And a lot of them are very non fiction based, but it's a good starting point. It's good for a little bit of inspiration. It's good for a little bit of motivation. It just helps kind of get those creative juices going. So, um, titlegenerator.com is a tool you can use. You can also use ChatGPT. I know there's a lot of controversy around using ChatGPT and I have to be honest, I'm not a huge advocate of it as a novel writer. However, I don't completely discredit it for a creative friend. So if you are sitting alone and there is no substitute, let me tell you, For a creative discussion with another writer or with other people who you... I've got certain friends who I bounce off really, really well. We're quite quirky and we have a lot of banter and we kind of, you know, chip in and out with each other. And I find her company hugely creative and hugely inspiring. She's not a writer, but we just bounce off each other really, really well. And I would say there's no substitute for a creative discussion like that. However, if you are... Sitting all on your lonesome with nothing but a cup of coffee and a a bar of chocolate to keep you company, and you've got a bit of brain fog, and you just think, I just can't, I just can't think straight. Then there are some GP. AI tools like ChatGPT, if you give it enough of a prompt and you're very specific with the prompt about the kind of title that you would like and you give it a little overview of the, of the story and you might give it a few character names and a few key events, then it will come back with some stuff. A lot of it will be really flowery, i found, and I didn't really ever find anything that was particularly my voice per se, but it did give me some motivation. It did give me some creative inspiration and it did help to sort of jog my brainstorming along. So I have used it for that end. But again, I'm not advocating it as a replacement for the creative process, because I think if you're a writer, someone once said to me about um, using AI, well, you know, I don't, you know, why can't you use AI? You know, people are going to go that way after all. And I do think AI is here to stay. It's not going anywhere, but I think the shine's falling off of it a little bit. I mean, I sometimes read posts and content that people have created and it's so obviously from AI that they've literally just copy and paste it and used it. And you can tell it's not their voice and you can tell it doesn't really um, get to the point. And there's a lot of flowery words in there that people might not use. And I think people are getting a little bit tired of that. A bit um, but I don't think it's going anywhere, and I think it's got its advantages and it's got its benefits, but my analogy there was, well, actually, why do people still knit when you can go to i won't say the name in case I get into trouble, but when you can go to you know shops, retail outlets that are perfectly brilliantly priced, you can buy a jumper for eight or nine pounds. why do people still knit? when it takes them hours and it costs them a lot more money for the wool, They do it for the creative pleasure. They do it for the sense of achievement, the sense of fulfillment. So I don't think we're ever going to lose that creative spark, that creative need to to do something and to feel fulfilled and to scratch that creative itch, if you like. So whilst I think AI is is a very useful tool, I don't think it's ever going to replace creativity because as human beings we love to be creative and we love to feel fulfilled so that's just my little two penneth on the whole creative thing but having said that when you need a, a brainstorm and you haven't aren't with anyone and you can't chat about it then it is a really good tool that you can just get some inspiration so those are the things that I would try I would try brainstorming I would pick out key events from your book emotions Uh, character names and some kind of things that have happened in the story. And maybe some of the things that have happened in the story that are a bit funny or a bit wow or a bit unexpected. They're going to make really good titles. Um, Or you can use AI to help you. But failing that, a creative brainstorming session with a good friend or someone you can share a glass of wine with and have a bit of a giggle and you'll come out with some imposterous titles over a, a large glass of Chardonnay, I'm sure. But there's nothing like creative brainstorming or that social interaction. Human beings are social creatures after all. So please do let me know. Let me know how you find your title. Let me know when you find your title and when in the writing process, in the process of creating your book, you like to find your title? Is it nearly near the beginning? Are you like me? You simply can't get going until you've got it? Or are you someone who has a working title and doesn't actually decide on it till the end? Having said that, I know I like mine at the beginning, but I have sometimes changed it. So nothing's set in stone. Just because you get a title, it doesn't mean that you won't get a better idea. That's the beauty of writing and the creative process. It changes. It's very dynamic and it should uh, change all the time and it should improve and grow. and. go its own it finds its own little merry path like a stream down a mountain it will find it will find its way so please do let me know get in touch and tell me how you find your title and what's your preferred method and also As I just said, with creative brainstorming, there is nothing like a writer's community. Find your tribe. Find a group of people who speak your language, who share your enthusiasm and your passion for writing, who are as much of a word nerd as you might be, as much as a a word geek and a, a language enthusiast as you might be, as much of a reader as you might be, a writer, someone who loves stories as much as you do. Finding that tribe and getting those creative discussions and that support and that critical friend who's going to give you feedback, who's going to give you a critique, but in a kind and and useful, purposeful uh, way. That is invaluable. And if you're looking for a community, then you might consider joining the Mabel and Stanley Writing and Publishing community, which is a lovely little group over there on Patreon. I put loads of resources in. We have author interviews. It's great hearing from other author, authors learning about their journeys and what they've tried, what's worked well, what hasn't worked so well for them. There's live Q&As on there. There's writing sprints to hold you accountable and make sure you get down to it and get your writing journey underway. So there's loads of great stuff in there. If you're interested in joining the Mabel and Stanley writing community, you can find it at www.patreon.com forward slash Mabel and Stanley, very simple. And there's a itinerary on there which is open to non-members so you can have a look and see what you get, what's involved and why it's literally unmissable. (laughs) It's great community for writers and it will get you motivated, inspired and help you to feel supported all the way. So it's been lovely chatting with you as always. I'll see you again next week, I hope, or hear you, or you'll hear me next week, wherever you are. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful writing journey and long may it continue.